Amen. This thing is coming. Is that all right? Hey, this looks interesting. <laughs> How can I get it done? Let's try another one. Here we are. Yep. Can it, can it come up a bit? Can't come up. All right. Good. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, I like to introduce myself a bit. I'm Emmanuel Asamoa. I have a middle name which is Yao. Y A W. Uh, but people say Yo, so I don't want. <laughs> Uh, I don't like saying it to people. Um, I was a minister in Ghana, but my wife was here in this country, and uh, so I came to join her uh, and my family uh, about three and a half years ago, and uh, they, they, are, they were in Cardiff, so I was there, um, but uh, when I applied to become a Baptist minister, uh, Stapleton called me, and I've been in Stapleton since January. And uh, when I came, um, I met Dave, and uh, he's become a very good friend of mine. I guess there was once that he told you about me, that I needed some things, and some of you actually contributed and gave me some things. And I'm very, very grateful to you for the support that you gave me. God bless you all. I have three children. Uh, two of them, uh, the first one is 25. He's in Plymouth University. Uh, the second is 23, and she is also studying in London. Uh, she's doing medicine, and the other is in college at uh, Cardiff. And uh, we, they, they, they all love you. They send you their greetings, and uh, Stapleton Baptist Church also sends their greetings. Uh, it's a great privilege for me to come and to share with you today the word of God. I believe that God will bless us today as we all share the word of God together. Amen. Um, I have titled what we are going to talk about today, uh, Learning to Praise God. Um, Psalm 103. You see, praise, when we praise, we exalt God. We magnify his name. We make God big when we praise God. We tell of God's excellence and his magnificence. We show God's character. And then we show his works. 
and we make him to stand out as one who is unlike any that is exceptional in every sense. You see, uh, one of the Hebrew words that stands for praise is yada, and it is interpreted as to cast down. So when we praise, we are casting down things that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. So we're making God so big that everything that clouds our views so that we do not see the excellence of God, God's magnificence, his power, his love, these things, when it comes to times when we cannot see these and experience them, when we praise, these things are cast down and we see God's love and all of his glory come to play. Therefore, when you pray, when you praise, you are magnifying God and then you are also casting certain things down at the same time. When God is lifted up, our problems, our difficulties are also made small. How do we offer praise to God then? In this psalm, there are elements that I like us to see. By studying them, we would know how David goes about praising God. And we can learn some lessons from him so that we too can do it when we want to praise the Lord. He talks about what God, you know, he remembers and he talks about this, what God has done in his personal lives, life as a person. In his journey with God, he experiences God in certain ways. And through his experience of God, he has noticed the hand of God upon his life, what God has done in his life. And this is what he reflects on. And then he writes or he tells about. He says, God forgives all his sins. God heals all his diseases. God redeems his life from the pit. God crowns him with love and compassion. And God satisfies all his desires. And God renews all his youth as the eagles. He sees this as God doing this for him. And he remembers. And it tells us, this tells me that, you know, when we come to times when we are facing difficulties, challenges. And these challenges 
are making us to doubt whether God is on our side, whether God hears us, whether we can rely on God. We need to go back into our life history and remember what God has done before in our lives. We are on a faith journey. Now, what Israel didn't do was to remember the past, what God has done. If God has done certain things in my life in the past, I can believe him that he can do the problem that I face now. I can trust him to do, to solve the difficulty. And I can trust him now, and I can trust him for the future as well. Because that which he did in the past, he can do again and even more. So David remembers this. And he tells it to God that you have done this. You have done all these things in my life. And when we are saying this to God, you have done this. You know, we are placing our faith. We are reminding him of the things that he's done in our lives. And that also boosts our faith in him. And we call him to come and, uh, you know, work again in our lives. You see, all these things that David lists here, the forgiving of sins, the healing of diseases, the redemption from life from the pit and crowning with love and compassion, we see in the New Testament as things also that the cross of Christ has gotten for us. Through the cross, Jesus died for the redemption of our sins and for the healing of all our diseases. Now, if David in the Old Testament could say these things, we can say more because we have Jesus Christ who has died and purchased us from sin and from the hands of the enemy. And so we can have more. It says The Bible says, by his wounds, we are healed. Through his blood, we are forgiven. And uh, we do not have any more to live in the pit. We have to live enthroned with Jesus above. The Lord, the, 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 the scripture says that you and I who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ are seated with him at the right hand side of the Father. So we do not have to live anymore a life in the pit. God has rescued us from there and we ought to live as people who are living our lives from heaven down towards earth. When we praise God, we need to reflect on our lives and we need to take notice of the things that God has done in our lives, in our families, as regarding our health, our circumstances, our work, 
Now, as we reflect on these things and we see the things that God has done in these areas, we tell them back to God. You have done this in my work. You've done this in my marriage. You've done this for my children. You've done this for this. It is your hands that have done all these things. And I'm grateful to you for them. We are lifting so that it is... It is, we will recognize before God, it is not by my own wisdom or by my power. It is not this man or that man that has done all these things. Yes, God has done things through people for us, through certain circumstances for us. But we recognize that it is him who has done all these things ultimately for us. And we give him the, the, the honor for that. The second element in praising God is in recounting and celebrating the nature of God. You see, uh, God's nature or his attributes or his character can be found in the things that God does. It is the things that he do that it is from them that we begin to find who God is in his character or in his nature. In the things that David say here, we see certain things that uh, for, you know, certain aspects of God's nature are identified here. David celebrates God's attributes of grace, compassion, and love. And God's righteousness also. You know, we, we see that these things, the, the, the character of God determines what he does. And what he does also determines what God's character is. And so God, uh, David shows from here that God is compassionate. God is loving. God is gracious. And he relates these uh, especially to our sins as human beings and to our frailty as human beings. And he celebrates that, that God in his attributes is glorious and magnificent. And he brings praise to him for that. So we need to know our God. We need to know him for who he is. If we are to be able to praise him well, we need to know who God is. We need to understand him. We need to know the things that he does. We need to know his character. Now, when we know his character, we cannot, uh, then we will not be... uh, uh, you know, committing certain, thing, th- certain things to him which is not uh, an aspect of his being. For when we know that God is love, then, uh, you see, see how he d- describes God's love here. He says, he will not always accuse, nor does he have a his anger forever. 
God will not always accuse. Now, uh, we sin and we do all sort of things. But God is not always pointing his finger. This, you can live in a house or in a, in, in a workplace with somebody who always points an accusing finger. No matter what you do, you, you cannot please. But God is not like that. He is patient. He is kind. And he is compassionate. Compassionate, he putting himself in our place and feeling our feelings for us. David recognizes this. And he, you know, praises God for that. He lifts up his voice and tells him, you are compassionate. You are kind. You are loving. You are good. We need to know that and to be able to speak that unto God. He is slow to anger and does not always accuse. He is as high as the heavens are above the earth. He tells us, so is God's love towards us. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that God will not do for us as his children. He loves us to bits. He loves us to pieces. Everything that is needed for us, God will do because he cares for us. Jesus, when uh, he was speaking to us, when he was on earth, he said, which one of you, a father, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a piece of stone? And then he taught us to pray that when we pray, we should ask anything in his name and he will give it to us. So if we go before the Lord with this confidence that God our Father is good and he has all the resources available to do anything and everything for us, all the power for us, then we can. We can trust him and go to him and ask him for anything and he will bless us with it. And this is what David found in God and was able to praise him for it. There are many attributes of God that we can reflect on. We can reflect on God's faithfulness. We can reflect on his kindness. We can reflect on his mercy, his providence, his sovereignty, and his power. And on any one of these that we reflect, we see God in a different light. And we approach him according to how we see him and then we can go before him with our prayer. And then God will hear and answer. God is good. And he is merciful. In praising God, we celebrate his name. In praising God, we celebrate his nature and his works. 
In praising God, we celebrate also in different forms and we speak forth God's praise as we have already said. You know, we, we speak forth the things that God has done and also who he is. The things that God has done, we speak them forth unto him. And then also we speak them forth unto others. We share it with others that this is what the Lord has done for me. It could be a testimony unto others, an encouragement to others for them to place their faith in the God who has done these things for me. So we speak them forth. Or we can put them in, uh, in writing. We can write it down. Something we can always go back and reflect on. We can remember. Some also put it in a, a, a write them down as poetry. Something to recite and to reflect on. Some also put them down as music to sing. Uh, the, the, the songs that we sing are all songs of, uh, many of them are songs of praise unto God, reflecting on the things that God has done or who he is. Some of the songs that we've sung today uh, fall into these categories. Dear friends, one thing that I like to say uh, also is that praise is a weapon that God has given us to fight our battles with the enemy here on earth. As we praise God, we win our victory over the devil. Now, Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms now we must come to terms with the fact that Life as we live it is not merely physical. There is a spiritual dimension to life. And whatever circumstances we are in, if we are Christians, we are are in for a battle with the enemy. What he is seeking most to do is to destroy our faith in Christ, in God, in order to get at us. Now, if we lose faith in God, then he can easily trap us in order to have us. The Bible says, the enemy does not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What the devil wants most is that he can get you, he can get me, and destroy me, kill me, and, you know, mess me up completely. If I give him the opportunity. But I need to resist him, not in my own strength or power, but in the power of God, in the power of Christ and of the Holy Spirit that God has given 
to each one of us. We have become conquerors in Christ. So that we are able to resist and oppose and cast him out and destroy his works. Because of the authority that the Lord has given us in his name. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we are more than conquerors. So, uh, one of the ways in which we do this is through praise. As we praise God, like we've said before, as we praise God, we cast things down. We cast things that raise themselves above the name of God, above the knowledge of God down. And we raise God up. We raise his name. We raise our Lord up. We exalt him. Now, so, when the enemy comes, he comes to steal our joy. Our joy in the Lord. He comes to bring us confusion. He comes to make us doubt God. That is what he did in the garden. Did God really say, you must not eat this? When he comes and he makes us doubt, will God really do this for you? Is God really pleased with you? Are you, living, are you really re- living to please God? Now, there are some times that the enemy attacks us so much so that we don't even feel like we want to pray, let alone praise God. But what David did, in the beginning, the first two verses is, to speak to his own soul. My soul, praise the Lord. My soul, rise up and praise the Lord. My soul, bless the Lord. He says, my, praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not his benefits. So at times when we come to a difficult moment. When we cannot come bring ourselves to praise. The first principle is speak to your soul. Ask your soul to rise. Encourage yourself to praise the Lord. When you speak to your soul, your soul hears. And your soul will listen. Get yourself up, garner yourself up to praise the Lord. And as you encourage yourself like that, your soul will agree with you. And he will rise up. Your soul will rise up to praise the Lord with you. Amen. So, uh, In Psalm 42, verse 5, David has another uh, said another. Th- he says another thing there also because this is very very important. I like to us to hear this one too. Why he says Psalm 42, verse 5. He says, "Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God." For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. When he doesn't feel like he wants to praise, he turns inside him to speak to his soul. Don't be downcast. Look up to God. Remember 
everything that he's done. And as you begin to, as you speak to your soul and you begin to reflect on the things past that God has done, how God has walked with you, you know, your soul begins to rise up, to come alive. And you begin to see the problems becoming diminished and your God becoming bigger. The praise does some things when we praise, when we start praising. Things happen. Praise casts down things, like we said. It casts down things uh, that attempt to raise themselves above the knowledge of God. Praise also magnifies God and makes him big. Praise makes God bigger than our problems. And as God gets bigger, our problems and our difficulties also diminish. Praise aligns our view with God's perspective concerning our situation. We may see things so big, so huge, so difficult, but as we praise, we begin to see things from the angle of God. And as we see them that way, we see that, oh, why am I worrying about these things? These this is not a problem anymore because you're seeing it from a different angle, from the angle of God. And from the angle of God, nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too difficult. All things are possible with God. Amen. Praise empowers us. To rise up above our problems and our difficulties. You see, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, there is a story there we can learn a lesson from. There, um, two nations, Moab and Ammon, come into coalition against Judah against King Jehoshaphat. They go and march up against uh, this King Jehoshaphat to fight him. And he goes before God and asks for help. God tells him, you don't have to do anything. And I will show you uh, how I will deliver you. So as uh, the people of Israel goes into battle. The king confers with his elders, with his leaders, and they decide that they will go into battle with uh, the choir and the, the, the musicians leading the procession to the battlefield. And so they go praising the Lord. And the Bible says that as they go, as they march forward, God lays ambushes against the enemy forces. And those two armies that are coming against Israel begin to fight against the, themselves. And they destroy themselves. And when Israel went there, 
these people had killed themselves. This is what praise does. Praise brings us victory. Praise brings God to come and fight our battles for us. As we begin to see God the way he is, he fights our battles for us. God loves praise. When we lift him up, he shows his character as he really is, that he is God almighty, all-powerful, all-sovereign, and he loves us. There is another story also in Acts 16. Paul and Silas go preaching in Philippi, and they are caught, they are falsely charged, they are beaten and put in prison. They are in the most miserable state. They are put in dungeons. And even there in prison, they are, they are still put in chains. And they are feet in stocks. But they do something. In the darkness of the night, there in the prisons, they begin to pray and to praise the Lord. And as they do that, the Bible tells us that there is an earthquake that shakes the prisons. The doors open, the chains break, and the people are freed. This is what God does when we go out praising him from our hearts, lifting up his name, exalting the Lord. God comes in the midst of his people. To bring deliverance. Praise creates the perfect condition for God to invade our situation. And to make his presence cause a change in our lives. When we praise God, he invades our situation. And he changes things. So we need to praise God. We need to recall and recite his acts and his attributes, his works and his character. We need to remember our own journey with him and what he's done in our lives. We need to remember what he does generally to all human beings. We need to speak them out. We need to shout it. We can sing it. We can dance. We can shout it. We praise the Lord and we make our praise a weapon to inflict defeat on the enemy. We can urge our souls to praise and to rise up in praise and the Lord will bless us. May the Lord bless his word upon your heart in Jesus' name. Thank you.